Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Um, Christmas itself is an example of the power of vision. God already prepared the earth for the birth of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Um, to us, a child is born, a son is given. It's amazing that before Jesus came, he's been prophesied thousands of years before now. Unto us, a child is born, unto us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore. This zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform. You find that Jeremiah, Isaiah, Daniel, many of these great prophets had spoken about the coming of Jesus. It was foretold, it didn't just happen. And I want to draw inference from there for us to help prepare for the next years that nothing great would happen next year or two years or three years by accident. We've got to be intentional about it. Almost like divinely scheduling it. There must be vision before actualization. What you see and what you speak about are the things that materialize in your life. Where we are today in our lives is a sum total of the things we saw and we spoke about yesteryears. How tomorrow will be framed is determined today by the things you see. I, I am really after everyone in this church to understand the mystery of vision. It shapes the future. Nothing happens by chance. In fact, when you see it, nobody can stop you from saying it. Vision has power. Look at Joseph. He's all started with a dream as a teenager. He saw that he was to be a leader. He didn't know how it would turn out, whether president or prime minister or CEO, but he saw himself as a leader. And guess what? He couldn't hide it. He had to speak it or say it. The things you are not saying with conviction is because you have not seen it. Everything starts with vision. Turning scriptures into pictures so that you can shape the future. Please hear me very well. Turning scriptures into pictures so you can shape the future. This is how the mystery works. Any image that you see repeatedly, you become it. Negative or positive. Are you awake? Ask your neighbor, are you awake? Uh-huh, because some people said are bending like this. Glory to God. Any image you see repeatedly, you become it. Any negative or positive. Second Corinthians, I think chapter 3, verse 18. 
we all be, uh, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a glass, as in a mirror, uh, you know, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. You become what you see repeatedly. Even God cannot stop it. Look at this. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of God. You are beholding it. And are being transformed what? Into the same image from glory to glory. That which you are seeing repeatedly, you are transformed into it. Sometimes is the reason why families stay the same way for 100 years. You have a dad, 60-year-old man, dad, and a, a son, 17-year-old. If all that son sees is the way the dad behaves, the way the dad does, that son will be, he's beholding the image. He will become like his dad, except something changes that equation. Why is our environment like this in developing nations? We, 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 we would love it to change. But the things that people are seeing every day, the sewage, the dirt, the confusion, they just become it. You don't need to teach anybody in Lagos to drive anyhow. They just become it. You know why? They have been beholding it. And then they drive like that. So how 2023 will be has to be intentional. If you leave it to the things we have around us, it's not going to work for you. I changed into the same image. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Are you hearing me? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the what? Joy. Joy that was set. Television set. That was set before him. The joy there is what we call vision. Vision is a mental picture of a preferable future. A better you. Better marriage. Better finances. It gives you joy. Who for the joy that was set before you, before him, okay? Now, it is that vision that will help you endure, that will bring discipline into our lives. If you teach people discipline without vision, they will so abandon it. But if there's something driving you, I mean, sometimes people go to Herbalist and they say, if you do this in three days, such and such will happen. They set what will happen before them. So they say, don't drink water for three days. You joyfully endure it because of what you are aiming at. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and guess what? And is sitting down. Glory to God. Is sitting down at the, in the thing he saw. So this is the summary. The things you are seeing today is what you will sit in tomorrow. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and now is sitting in it. What did Jesus see? Of course, he, he knew that if he was going to die for humanity, 
He will sit on the right hand of majesty. Uh, humanity will only be able to get to God through him. We pray in the name of Jesus. All those things were set before him. That was why he was able to endure the cross because the cross was not an end. It's just a passage. And what he saw, he's now sitting at the right hand of majesty. So where you sit tomorrow, next year, five years time, is a function of the images you have today. So what we are saying is, you have to be intentional about it. Let me give you an example in Genesis. Are you there? Genesis 30. If you are there, say amen. All the, all the guys in the house, say amen. Say louder, amen. amen. All the ladies in the house, say amen. amen. Hmm. This thing is still is an issue in this church, man. All the ladies, all the ladies, all say amen. amen. All the men in this service say amen. amen. Father, multiply our ladies in this church. Okay, Genesis 30, verse 32. The future is shaped by the things you are seeing today. <laughs> now, this is the background. Are you hearing Lasaki? Laban was cheating Jacob. Jacob said, I'm tired. I'm leaving you. Laban said, okay, I'm sorry you cannot. I can't allow you to go because God has favored me because of you. Laban now said to Jacob, name your wages. Jacob now said, okay, this is the deal. Any goat, cattle, or sheep that is spotted or speckled, brown, you know, will be mine. That's Jacob's. Anyone that is very plain will be Laban. Laban was excited because most of them were plain. That was the, that was the deal. But see what Jacob did. Now look at it. Verse 32. Let me pass through all your flock, 32, please. Let me, let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and the speckled among the goats and these shall be my wages. They will all be mine. <laughs> now, because of time, let's run to verse 37. Verse 37, I realized that Jacob did not even like pray to God that Father, let the goats be spotted. Multiply me. But he, he did something about visionarying. Are you, oh good Lord. Verse 37, now Jacob, praise the Lord. Jacob, Jacob took for himself what? Rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees Filled white strips in them and what? Exposed the white which was in the rocks. What did he do? He created images of spotted and speckled, you know, sticks. He did it himself. He wasn't the only ghost that said, look at this thing. He took for himself. So you have to go and get pictures of your better you, yourself, of your future. Get it online. Get it on YouTube, anyhow, draw it. Find a way of assembling pictures that represents your future intentionally. Now, verse 38. Glory to God. And the rods which he had peeled, he 
Room for the joy that was. Are you here? Are you in the service? Yes. And the rods which he had built, what did he do? He set before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink, so that they should what? Conceive when they come, when they came to drink. Verse 39, glory to God. So the flocks conceived before the rocks, and the flocks brought forth. What you see is what you conceive. And when you conceive it, you give back to it. He set it before them. They will be taking water like this or mating. And they were looking at the thing. And the thing they were saying became what they brought forth. It's a mystery. But it's the power of vision. Jesus was the joy that was set before him. Next verse. Verse, verse 40. See what happened. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face towards the street and not the brand in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. Verse 41, glory to God. And it came to pass. Whenever the stronger livestock conceived that Jacob placed the rods before where? The eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods, the strong ones. <laughs> Verse 42. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them. So the feebler ones were Laban's and the stronger ones, Jacob. Verse 43. Then the man became exceedingly prosperous, prosperous and had large flocks, females and male staff and camels and donkeys. It is vision that will separate people this decade. If you don't see anything, you will not become anything. He set it before them. We are beholding him as in a glass, a change into the same image. The enemy understands this. That's why the enemy comes at you with wrong images. <laughs> we looked at the scripture in the early morning service, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. We have to win the battle within first before it happens on the outside. Your mind is the battlefield. If the images that are negative cannot survive inside you, it will never happen on the outside. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are mighty. Somebody say mighty. They are mighty in God for the pulling down of what? Okay, we said this several in church, verse 5. What are the strongholds? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought, 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 thought. Let's have this in uh, the King James Version. So images that come to you from hell, if you don't cast them down, after a while, they will come to pass. There's hardly any evil that befalls anybody that the devil did not first send them letters, text messages, or should I call it images, and they did not deal with it. We call it fear, fear of death. I don't know, I've been having this feeling I'm going to die. When those thoughts are coming, the original intention might be for 10 years time, or 5 years, or 6 years, but he has to introduce it with images. 
The moment you allow it to stay, you conceive it, you give back to it one day. So this scripture is saying, casting down imaginations. Imaginations. How many syllables? Five syllables. Yes. In this context, how many syllables? In this preaching context. Two, only two. Image plus nations. In this, in this, in this context. <laughs> Image plus what? Yes. Images are very powerful. Do you know that's the way a black man thinks? And that's what forms our nation. Don't think about nations, about the geographical thing. You know. The way blacks behave in Nigeria, they behave in Gambia. Okay? Even in South Africa, the blacks behave different from the whites. That's the way a British man thinks. It is your thinking that forms your nation. Thinking pattern. There's a way a family thinks. I grew up in a family of management. Management. I had to break it. Because we grew up managing everything. Water is never enough. Food is not enough. I'm a manager. And that's always the language. If you, if you carry that, God can successfully teach you overflow if you don't change your mind. That is more than enough. And then um, some days ago, uh, in the dispenser at home, the water was a bit small. And her daughter said she wanted water. I said, the water is almost finished. And she said, I will manage it. Ah! <laughs> Five-year-old. Who taught you this thing? <laughs> Five years, I will manage it, daddy. Manage it. I laughed. Maybe that's okay. But must not go beyond that. Imaginations. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Greatness.